Good morning, everyone. This is KHEA Radio. Right now it's 9.05. I'm excited. There is an awesome show that is set up today. We have the Houston Lady Lions in studio, and then we're going to have Texas Representative Mays Middleton in studio sharing about everything that you need to know. What is going on in the state of Texas? What is going on here in our area? So this is going to be a, a fun time. If you're hanging out for the first time, we appreciate you taking the time to tune in. If this is your 100th time, again, thank you. Uh, we're about to go on the FM now, and we're going to be talking about what's going on with the Houston Lady Lines. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. I am excited. My name is Gardy, and it is Friday, and I am so excited for it being Friday. And... Uh, there's a saying and it goes TGIF. And usually we say TGIM just to be, you know, fun and, and funny. But I am thankful for Friday and uh, some positive things that are going to be happening today and over the weekend as well. Right now we're going to be touching and talking about the Houston Lady Lions, which y'all have been in studio before. Can you go ahead and, and introduce yourselves and then maybe share the role that y'all play inside the organization? Sure. Well, my name is Deborah Marshall, and um, I'm actually was uh, recently inducted as the first vice president of the club. So I'm really proud of that. And I've been with them about a year. And um, that's, we just had uh, Lion Andrea join us as well. So that's right. It's official now. Last time it wasn't official. Now it's official. It wasn't official official. <laughs> yeah. Now, now it official. is. It is official. That's what's up. And so how does that change things for you? Because you were already, you know, pretty bought in. Um, I have to say Lion in front of their names now. <laughs> I didn't have to before. <laughs> okay, so you're, you know, Lion Andrea, mm-hmm. and then you have to say Lion Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> yeah. And that's just the way it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. You actually so, get fined if you're in a meeting and you don't. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that how y'all fund for all the good that y'all do in the community? <laughs> Absolutely. That's wow. <laughs> Can you share a bit about the history of the Houston Lady Lions? How long have y'all been, you know, organization in, uh, in our area? Um, I believe they just celebrated their fifth year um, as a club. Uh, they're the only, well, they were the only all-female club. We. Yes. We are the only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, we now have the San Antonio Lady Lions, so that's a, our second all-female club that we helped uh, get started. So, um, yeah, so this is the fifth year. Um, we're, the, the Lions is, uh, I believe, the fourth largest service organization in the world. We're international. Uh, we have you know, millions of members. Sure. And, um, yeah. why, why is it so important to have an all-ladies group that is doing and in, in, uh, giving back in this way? Why is that important? Um, it's just, a, um, I guess, for the um, camaraderie with the fe- with, with the women. Yeah. So that they could come and have a voice and talk about what was important to them out in the community so we could all champion each other and go out um, and serve. Yeah. And it also reaches different people in different generations too because if you ask people hey have you heard of the lions club they're like yeah a bunch of you know old men hanging out you know that's what most people think of it as and um i guess we want to make it a little different reach different people sure the people that are a part of the houston lady lines you know what kind of walks of life are there stay-at-home moms you know i'm sure there's people who work full-time you said you worked in real estate you know what kind of walks of life are these people coming from to to form this group well you know, she's a realtor. I work for Lennar Homes. Um, we have our president is a uh, is mortgage broker. She's, yeah, she's, she's a lender for yeah. um, you know. She Does she make you of- use her? It doesn't make anybody do anything. Check it out. I'm the president. <laughs> if you want this vice president role, let's let's see. 
Um, I'm a lender. It's, yeah. it's just it just makes sense, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it makes sense, right? Yeah. And then obviously you're with Lenar, so mm-hmm. you have the homes. I'm just seeing how this works now. It all makes it all makes sense. What do you what do you do for Lenar Homes? Um, I am a customer care rep, and I handle warranty stuff. So. Um, I take the homeowners, like I'll walk them through their house the first go around, and then we mark things that need to be fixed before their final walkthrough. And then from that moment on, once they're the homeowner for that first year, I handle any warranty issue and stuff like that. So I, you know, yeah. take people's complaints and fix them. <laughs> How does that go? Because I feel I, like... <laughs> I love it. I, I actually like it. I enjoy a challenge. I thrive under chaos you know so that stuff works for me okay that's cool and and what kind of things would y'all cover in that because i remember you know getting a house and they were like okay call us for this don't call us for this you know Um, like cosmetic no well really the only thing that we don't handle is um like the appliances so you know we use frigidaire and stuff like that and so that they contact the manufacturers and they take care of stuff like that. But yeah. I tell them anything, you know, just ask me and we'll find out if it's something that we can take care of or not. Yeah. And then there was like a 24 hour emergency line number. Like if something busts, you know, mm-hmm. not with your not with your appliances, but like a pipe in the wall or yeah. something. Call this number. And mm-hmm. I was like, OK, this is the, the one number I need. Yeah. You know, for sure. How long oh, yeah, have you I been? definitely put an asterisk by that number for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost two months. Two months. OK. Yeah. So it's it, a new thing. That's fun. Yeah, okay, like very cool. And how long have you been in real estate? Um, about four and a half years. Four and a half years. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And now the the Houston Lady Lines is taking up, I would say, um, is it taking up like a big portion of, of your time? Or like how do you all divide that out and still be able to have your, your jobs? And, and you, we were talking about your family earlier. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I mean, for me, I, because I'm the first vice president, it, it does take up a lot of my time. But it's it's just something that I do do on a daily basis. Yeah, I, um, you know, reach out and serve the community, and it just, you know, worked out well for me. So it's it's something that's not really. It does take up a lot of my time, but it's something that I enjoy doing. Yeah, here's a question. This is from Solion. Good morning to you. If you have any questions about the Houston Lady Lines, and I'm going to say even a, a Lenar home or in real <laughs> estate, feel free to ask. You know, it, it's pretty cool whenever you get to meet people, and they are experts in multiple areas. So this is a question from Solion. She said, "Hey, is the Lady Lines like a Rotary Club? Is that fair?" Is that what it is? Um, I'm not sure if that you necessarily call it like a Rotary Club. I mean, it's it's a service organization, I guess. You know, I'm not I'm not too familiar with the Rotary Club, so I can't speak yeah. on their behalf. But I know that the Even our friend Will will frown upon the fact that we don't know much about the Rotary Club. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but the, but the Lions is a service uh, uh, organization. You know, that's that's their motto is to serve the community. Okay, I know one of my friends was starting a Rotaract Club. Yes. Which is Jamie and yeah. Will, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I guess she said it's aimed at like people who are so they're younger. they have I don't the know. yeah. There's I think the cutoff is like 35, and I was yeah. like, thanks guys, I'm 36, I can't join. <laughs> well, when I I first asked her about it, and she was like, yeah, just to get young people involved, which I think is amazing. Yeah. It's it's definitely necessary. Yeah. And I was like, well, how young is young? I'm you know I was like I'm 33 <laughs> years old because she was like, oh maybe like 30, and I was like, well, yeah. you know that would be something I'd love to to promote or talk about support. Absolutely, maybe maybe join. But I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean that with the with the lady lines. That's our focus as well. Lions in general is to reach out to the younger uh, generation to bring them in, and you know just have them be a part of us. Yeah, that's cool. So y'all will allow people who are like, even in their twenties they can join the Houston Lady Lions. Oh, absolutely. We we really would love that actually. Yeah. And why is it important 
Uh, and I touched on that a little bit already, but why do you all think it's important to get young people involved in giving back, being in a service co- uh, community organization? Uh, I think the younger generations are a little, um, how do you say, uh, spoiled a bit, a little selfish, I hate to say. But, you know, it's good to, like, get roots and find, like, your purpose. And a lot of people just kind of, like, wandering around aimlessly, you know, you have, like, all the stuff in the media, you know, social media, and just trying to, like, find what fits you and what, I don't know, kind of guides you. I mean, you never really know what's going to change you and put you in the right direction that you didn't even know you were supposed to go into. And doing stuff like this really helps that you meet all kinds of people. I mean, you never know who you're going to meet and what they're going to do for you. You know, meeting these people and being able to to serve them you know, I guess that's the whole foundation of what y'all what y'all do. Mm-hmm. Serving these people, does that give y'all like that, uh, like a good feeling? Does that make you feel good to be able to do that? Absolutely. I love it. Especially going through, especially when you're going through um, your own personal issues, your own almost like personal crisis sometimes. Like yeah. that, you know, when people go through hard times, it's easy to like want to shut yourself off and, you know, do things that aren't good for you. And then when you find people who need your help and who value your time then that kind of gives you I don't know like a purpose and it helps you to like get through whatever you're going through by helping other people yeah it it would serve as a well as a distraction for a bit but then also being like hey no there's there's value here and I you know I can make a difference and it's very rewarding yeah it really is how many members do y'all have now in the Houston Lady Lines I believe we just hit 55 members that's pretty big isn't it it is pretty big yes yeah, you know, um, I'm not sure. I know there's like the League City lines, and I've heard of the Lamarck lines, and I'm sure there's it's an organization that's been going on for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, in our area, how you know what are the sizes? Are y'all one of the the bigger ones? Uh, no, actually, we we've been one of the smaller ones. I think like uh, Conroe Nunions got like a, a large uh, club up there, but um, that's why we we're we're really focusing on trying to build the club this year and. Um, Hopefully, you know, in, in future years after that, and we'll have a lot more of a, a younger group coming in. Yeah. Okay. And you had mentioned that you have some kids. You have a, yes. a couple kids, and they just <laughs> are all out of high school. And I said, hey, is it good to have kids out of school? And you were kind of sharing on that. Yes. That they're now they're, like, in college, so they're just yes, in school. Yes, I have two in college, and one that's uh, a teacher, Pasadena ISD. So yeah. Teacher. So have, have they shown any interest in joining the Houston <laughs> Lady Lions? Um, not yet, but you know, um, it's definitely something I would love for them to be uh, a part of and come out to some of the meetings and see what we're about. It's it's sure. very uh, the women are very passionate about uh, the things that they they want to do and champion. And once people come out and see what we're all about, they're just amazed. They okay, really are. that's what I keep the feedback we keep getting. I don't think it would be good for me to bring my child there. He might distract everybody. <laughs> How many? I, you I have, just have a one? seven and a half year old. Uh, okay, one boy. And, uh, One and done. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Is he? Does he understand? Like, hey, like mom has to go help and serve, um, and she's giving back. So it's funny sometimes, you know, like when I tell him, especially when we worked on that World War II veterans house. You know, he's like, "You did that to that house," and you know, and now I'm like, "Oh, you know, mommy has a meeting to go to," and he's like, "Ugh," you know. So <laughs> it's kind of a hit or miss with him sometimes. So he's like, "Man," he's like, "Thought you got off work at this time?" I'm like, right. "Well, I did, but <laughs> yeah, but." How do you feel? Do you think that's a good example for him to witness those things and understand? Yes. Yeah, so I always try to, um, 
you know, tell him that, especially when he gets, you know, upset about things or not being able to do something or he wants something, I always tell him, you know, that there are people and there are children who have nothing, you know, who have one pair of shoes, who have one toy, who don't even have like a place to sleep, you know. So um, I try to talk to him about things like that and give him a little bit of perspective, which is kind of hard, you know, because he's seven and a half, you know, but um, for him to try to understand that not everybody is as fortunate as he is to have the things that he does and to have the the people around him that care about him. Yeah, I have a son who's six, and I'll do the same thing, and I'm not sure if he fully understands it, and he may just be like, okay. Because <laughs> there's a there's an organization called the Birthday Joy Program, and, you know, you know I'm, I'm fortunate, and, you know, my family's fortunate, and my son's had a birthday party for every year, you know, of his, of his life so far. And the Birthday Joy Program goes to these kids who are in care of the government. You know, they're living in group foster homes, and uh, they throw birthday parties for them. Like, you know, hey, all the kids who have an August birthday, they go to these different group shelters. And some of these kids have never had birthday parties ever. Or they've lived in these group homes and you don't really, you know, you get what you you get. And now school's starting. It's a tough time. And so I tell them like, hey, let's go buy some toys for the birthday joy program and let's do that. And he's like, what about my toy? You know, and it's just (laughs) like and I'm trying to hopefully set that example. So it'll it'll stay with him like, hey, this is what we do as members of our community. You know, as as a Christian, this is what we do. We we give we give back as much as we can. You know, and um, and I know that it'll eventually, you know, just stay ingrained in him. Yes. And that that's my hope. Yeah, and so. those are the ones we're trying to find. You know, the that that young group that that maybe was taught that when they were younger, and kind of bring them out, get get that service uh, mindset that they really want to have that outlet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the platform that the Houston Lady Lions has, I think we give them that opportunity. Cool. Right now we are talking to the Houston Lady Lions. We have Andrea and Deborah, who's the vice president, in studio here at KHEA. Right now it's 919. If you're watching on Facebook, feel free to ask some questions. Maybe you have been a part of a, a service organization. Maybe you've been a part of the Lions Club and you're learning about the Houston Lady Lions right now. There's... I think there's one requirement that's like pretty much mandatory. Can y'all go through like what are the requirements to be able to join the Houston Lady Lions? Uh, well, well, one of the main requirements is you have to be invited. Okay. <laughs> you can't just uh, show up and say I want to be a member. You actually have to be invited into the club. Um, you know, you have to participate in one of the uh, meetings or one of the service projects that the Lady Lions. Um, are a part of and we we are part of a, a lot of service projects every week we're out there uh, finding ways to serve the community so serve and then obviously you have to be a lady that was the one that i was <laughs> guessing like, i feel like well, that's the know, most important one we have kings of the jungle that come to our meetings that support the women so, <laughs> really know. so you are they officially members <laughs> they're unofficial members but they're very vital they're called kings of the jungle yes <laughs> I feel like y'all are just making stuff up no, and, and like so, playing, um, playing uh, with me now. Lion Lucy, her husband, he, um, oh man, I don't know what it would be like without him because he was, you know, by our side through the whole, you know, house project that we did. He is at every event. He's ready with the camera, ready to take pictures, ready to who needs this, that. Like, yeah. he is definitely you know, a pivotal part of how things, yes, he shows up, he helps to unload, set up, pack everything up, load it all up. Very vital. Doesn't complain at all. (laughs) Best part. (laughs) 
I got for real or pulling my leg again? No, very serious. <laughs> okay. Very serious. We appreciate you, Brock Sanchez. Thank you. So so how how often do y'all meet and where do y'all meet at? We meet once a month. It's the fourth Thursday of the month. And uh, right now we're transitioning to a new location, but we're trying to keep it central to the ladies by So they say it. central. Most of them are in Houston. I'm way down here. So, you know, it's like, hey, we meet at 5 o'clock. Guess what? It's way over by the gallery. I'm like, cool. I'm not going to be there. Wow. Hey, so where's Lenar building around here? Just out um, of curiosity. So actually Delaney Cove right across the street. Uh-huh. Um, and then I am uh, in Bay Colony. Um Oh my God! We have Magnolia Creek, the reserves of Clear Lake. I mean, there's a lot. I probably should know more about the locations, but there's really so many because we're one of the largest home builders. Mm-hmm. So very cool. I was just curious. Again, we're talking to the Houston Why, Lady. Do you need lines. a home? <laughs> you know, if you do need a home, yeah, feel free to. There's this is the team that could probably make it happen for you today. Um, <laughs> But if you do want to join the Houston Lady Lines, maybe reach out to them. How can somebody get a hold of you to, I guess, learn more about the organization or even see if it's a good fit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the best place is to go to our Facebook page. It's the Houston Lady Lions on Facebook. Okay. Um, I don't have the exact link, but uh, you have to look up not just Lady Lions, Houston Lady Lions on Facebook. And uh, you can message us there. You can reach out to me on my cell. It's 281-798-2551. And uh, I'll give you the calendar for the next meetings coming up. Awesome. So we, we touched on this a little bit before we went on the air. I think there's some events that are coming up. What do you guys have going on? <clears throat> so, um, okay, t- yeah, today's Friday. Um, tomorrow, because uh, we also are a part of a veteran networking organization called Serve. Um, and we are doing a sandcastle thing tomorrow so we initially attempted to join the sandcastle competition that galveston does every year but you have to be um an architect firm or an engineering firm so we got denied (laughs) so we're like you know what we're gonna do our own thing so we'll be down in front of flip-flops which is a new um restaurant um that's right on the beach and we're gonna build our own sandcastle and we're gonna you know promote stuff for veterans and um just let people know what what's going on with the veterans and stuff like that and we'll all be out there and so you know even though we couldn't be a part of that one we're gonna do our own thing are y'all gonna be sabotaging the actual competition i no. sense a little bit of hostility there <laughs> no well it was a little it was a little you know upsetting that you know we weren't allowed to be a part of it um you're telling me that not one person in of the 55 members of the Houston Lady Lines, like y'all have everything in the housing well, market is, covered <laughs> except for the people that design it and well, the architecture? Well, this is actually Serve that's going to do the, you know, um, the Sandcastle competition, um, okay. which are uh, the person spearheading that, um, who I also work with, he's a builder with Lennar, she is quite shy and didn't want to come today. That's okay, Ashlyn, we will forgive you. Um so we just, yeah, we wanted to get out there and let people know because not too many people know about Serve and what Serve can do. I mean, because there are so many different veteran organizations, which veterans are very important, you know, to us and also to the Lady Lions. So we want them to know that we are there and all the different things that are there for them and all the different people that can help them with all kinds of things sure so there's serve and then there's the houston lady lines they're two different organizations but does the houston lady lines support serve is that how that works yes absolutely okay so what all does serve do serve does let me pull it up okay so serve is we really are a 
I mean, it's a networking organization. It's not a nonprofit. Um, we meet at ACU of Texas um, off of 96. That's where it was um, started. So uh, I'll just read straight from here. It's like the mission of CERV is to bring Gulf Coast area veteran veterans groups and organizations together to combine resources and information to improve the lives of our military personnel and their families. Okay, so that's that's the mission right there. Yes. Okay, and then just improving uh, the lives of people and their families, and that's really, I guess, the goal of Houston Lady Alliance. So it just mm-hmm. kind of made made sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, is there any other organization? So there's Serve, and then things that y'all do on y'all y'all's own, or are there other uh, organizations like that that y'all kind of partner with as well? Um, <laughs> I mean, we really. <laughs> We really just kind yeah. of sometimes do our own thing, you know, people that we run into, you know, stuff. I mean, it really – and then there's an, a new one that I'm a part of that's still very, very new that I really wouldn't even know how to tell you exactly what it's about. But it's um, a, uh, resilient – what is it? Veterans? So resilient for- Veterans and First Responders Peer Group? Yeah. See, I don't even really – see, it, it, this is – today will be our third meeting so literally, we're still, you know, trying to figure out how exactly it's gonna go and what exactly it's gonna be about and stuff like that. So sure. that one's very, very new. Is it hard being a part of organizations like this? Because when you say there's 55 members in the Houston Lady Lions, and I mean everybody has an individual life, everybody has probably like thoughts on what the organization <laughs> organization should do. Obviously, there's a president, vice president, and kind of, uh, you know, a structure set in. But is it difficult? Like, everybody wants to do good, but people probably have different opinions on we can do the best here if we put our efforts here. We need to put our efforts here. How does that work? Yeah, well, we're always open to, to listen to our members, uh, you know, passion on what they want to champion and focus on. We, we have some amazing new members that just joined that are actual uh, the women veterans that have their own uh, organizations that they're part of that we're really looking forward to partnering with them and champion those causes for them. Um, we, we've actually also recently partnered with the Harris County Sheriff's uh, Department for uh, an event that's going to be coming up called Sweat for a Vet. Mm-hmm. It's a 5K fun run, and uh, they've chosen the Houston Lady Lions as the recipient of some of the funds that are going to be raised. This is, I believe, their sixth year doing it, mm-hmm. and the first 20000 that they raise is already allocated towards the Houston Lady Lions. It's awesome. So we can, you know, go out and serve the community more. <coughs> when is that fun fun's... run? <sighs> and are y'all running? No. Why not? I, I, I wish I could. It's, so, it's for a good cause, guys. Do I have to convince y'all? Think about all the people y'all will be able to help. So the- I can stand there and sweat for a vet. Okay, like I don't have to run to do it. Which it's is kind a- of funny that that's the name of their fun run because whenever we were working on the World War II Veterans House and I kept going Facebook Live on everything, I, I was always like, sweat for a vet, sweat for a vet. So it was kind of very, uh, I don't know, serendipitous that that it's was the name, the name well. of their... Yeah, their so, fundraiser. So the, the fun run is going to be Sunday, October 22nd. Uh, it's from 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. And it's going to be at uh, 2316 at Tasca Road in Humble. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're excited. We're going to be out there, uh, you know, uh, championing the Harris County Sheriff's Office. And we're also, um, I guess we're selling tickets. 
So they're raffle tickets, <laughs> yeah, and raffle tickets. Uh, I can't. I don't even know how to explain everything that's that comes with this raffle ticket because it's so there's tanks involved. Yeah, you get to tanks. shoot stuff, and you know military things, and big guns, and all that, and it's like an eighty, like over eight thousand dollar value to this thing that you win in the what the. What are they, $10? Yeah, the tickets $10 are $10. Raffle tickets. And if you win, it's for you and a friend um, to go sit inside that tank and, and a, shoot. I mean, the list is, like, really long of the guns you get to shoot. And, I mean, who doesn't want to do that? That's, like, every person. I mean, not every person, but we are in Texas, let's be real. So, um, <laughs> you know, just to get behind one of those big tankers and shoot something like that. And, you it's know, fun to and try then, new things. Yeah. 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 And it's for a good cause. Tickets are $10. And if anybody's interested, they can... Uh, messages on the Houston Lady Lines Facebook page or reach out to me on myself. Yeah, I saw this is a comment from Will, and I believe this is probably Will. <laughs> hey, Will. Earlier. <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, join the Seabrook <laughs> Rotaract. He, <laughs> he said there's a new member drive. They're passing out free <laughs> Astros tickets, only a limited supply. So that's pretty cool. Hey, let me know some details. When is that? When is that uh, that member drive? But, do you know, incentives like that definitely help. Well, especially when they're trying to reach out to um, that that age group, which they cut me out of. Again, thanks, Will. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, I lost my train of thought, but yeah. Yeah, the Astros. <laughs> no, that, that's an awesome, uh, yeah, that makes me want to join, for sure. And the Astros are doing good right now. This is like, do y'all pay attention to the Astros? Mm -hmm. They're doing really good, and, and I know they, I think they won last night, but people are saying that this may be like the year again because they made some trades. It's just yeah. the bullpen. I don't know, but it looks like it's going to be hopefully another exciting uh, run to the to the World Series. Yeah, they're looking great. Yeah. yeah, we're really excited. Right now it is nine thirty. This is KHEA Radio ninety nine point five FM. This is Kickstart. I'm excited. We got the Houston Lady Lions here in studio where we're learning about everything that they have going on. If you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on Channel forty six, I appreciate you taking the time. Feel free to send me a text three four six. 704-1806 or if you are on this Facebook stream you can also uh, type in any questions or thoughts you know how do you feel about supporting veterans I see Robin from Axe Master said I'm down for anything vet related she is a veteran herself and now she has a business so shout out to to Axe Masters have y'all been to a axe throwing arena yet we, we actually did go we had like a little ladies night where um, I apparently am a pro at this um <laughs> She is. Yeah, I was actually quite good at it. I really need to go back because it's very therapeutic. Like, what do you think in life? Like the experiences that you have had that that led up to the point where you get into an axe throwing arena, like Axe Masters, and you are great at throwing axes. What so, is it? So, like I said, you know, we all go through things, and you know, and sometimes when you have um, like a vision easy and you focus on that vision that target it's easy to hit it so you know like i said we go through things and when you have something to aim at it's quite good did you go through axes i did i was not very good at it no but, but i'm determined i'm ready to go back again and try some more yeah okay. we were actually partners in that because you can you have little like tournaments against each other and you know i did all of the point making but <laughs> told us, told us you just gotta throw it harder. Get you gotta get a little angry with it sometimes. My aim definitely got better when she showed up. <laughs> oh, really? she was coaching you, huh? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Yep. Do y'all do a lot of stuff together, like team building stuff, or just hanging out, or is it always like serving and working? Uh, we do. We don't do enough of it, and we really are going to focus on doing more of that this year. Why do you think that's important? Um, you know, I just think it's it's 
important to get to know the women on a more personal level outside of, of the club. Um, a little less official. Deborah and I hang out all the time. So what happens if you get to know these people and you find out that y'all don't, y'all aren't <laughs> like don't like we're like we're not compatible. It's like okay, we were good at work, we're hanging out too much, and now See the next it was meeting. better. <laughs> yeah, it was better just uh, meetings. What happens uh, then? Uh, it teaches you good people skills. So you know you, you got to work with people that you don't, I don't like. Think they would have been invited to join yeah. had you, you know because it's not like. Oh. Well, if you can invite somebody you know, right, and that doesn't mean that well, Deborah knows them, and what if Deborah doesn't um, click with them? I I don't know the whole process, you know, um, but I'm sure there's some sort of vetting situation, sure. um, you know, so you're not just grabbing some random person just to add, you know, numbers and bodies to chairs, you know, yeah. like people who can actually who actually have a a passion, and that that's some to give your time to other people and to be of service to the community that's not something you can really fake for very long so if that's not what you're really about like that will come out real fast because you're not going to want to give your time you're not going to want to donate this and that and so there's sacrifice that comes in with that so do you all have to kick people out like if it doesn't work (laughs) oh my god that's funny because i always joke with them i'm like i said can you be kicked out of this like can 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 i be voted out what if i do something wrong but can you is that is there like a process that i'm sure there is a process for that yeah we we haven't had to do that yet so hopefully we never will yeah for sure yeah nobody wants that but it's always good to have a clause yes the kick out clause you know like hey we try there's a trial period it almost worked but at the end of the day hey houston lady lions we're here to keep moving forward right you know you you do have to drop members sometimes if they're not you know participating and and clicking with with the club and serving the community like they should be right You, you you want you want members that are going to be active and be active. So, right. you know, the rest of this year, we talked about some events coming up. You know, there's the the, the Sweat for a Vet Fun Run yes. in Humble. That's going to be amazing. There's also the Sandcastle yes. competition and, and awareness that y'all are going to be spreading tomorrow. And, and that's, we don't have to follow the Sandcastle rules, you know, the competition. Y'all own? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, so now we can actually bring structures and bring stuff to help us build this. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, none of us yeah. have ever done that. So it's like, how do you make yeah. a things stay yeah. Yeah. fun in the sun for the community with uh you know a focus on veterans cool so. so what is the the plan for like next year where do you see the houston lady lines at next year you know even growing in numbers or maybe maintaining yeah the goal is to is it 100 or is it 80 the goal for president lucy is to have the membership lion lucy president lion lucy that's a fun to, uh, to almost to, double. Yeah, to double, double, double the membership, and uh, I know she has uh, goals for me to maybe take over her position okay. the year after and double the membership then as well. Cool. So, you know, it, Houston's a big city, so there should be no reason that we shouldn't have a, a very large. But we do reach of outside of Houston, which I'm always, I'm always uh, saying. <laughs> I mean, because Houston has a lot of resources, so I'm always like, south of the Beltway, south of the Beltway. Let's go south of the Beltway. Yeah. So. And part of that is is reaching out to some of these outlying uh, counties, and in in our efforts to do that, we're going to have our very first healthcare coming up October fifth in Angleton. It's the Angleton ER Urgent Care with uh, Dr. Kudrath uh, is is the owner out there, and uh, his staff is going to be assisting us. They're they're going to be partnering with us on October fifth to have this health fair. Awesome. So we're excited about that. And where's it at in Angleton? <coughs> do you know? <laughs> you pull it out on, of your uh, phone. Mulberry. <laughs> Yeah, well, Mulberry is Highway 35. Okay. 
I know a lot. So I, I lived there until <laughs> I was about 10 years old. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was born in Lake Jackson, uh, grew up in Angleton off of Mulberry, and oh. you know went to school there. And then I moved to Lamarck whenever I was about 10. So it's 1116 East Mulberry Street in Angleton. Awesome. And it's going to be set up. We're going to have tents out there in the parking uh, parking lot. So it's, it's a pretty busy intersection right there. So mm-hmm. we're going to have hopefully a fire <coughs> truck. Uh, we're going to have an ambulance out there, maybe a police car and uh, uh, a bounce house. For maybe. sure. Got to have the bounce houses. <laughs> we, it's going to be in October. So we're hoping more of a fall-themed uh, fall uh, health fair. To draw the kids in and bring their parents and it's going to be health health focused we all please call anthony and say hey i need all 30 <laughs> bounce houses i asked him i said is there because anthony uh he's also a realtor at the same yes. the same group you are realty right. solutions yes. and he has this business rockin rivers bounce house and party supplies which okay. i think is a really cool name and he said they got 30 30 pieces like bounce houses inflatables water like mazes even like jousting all kinds of cool stuff cool. And that they're still, you know, it's a new business. They're still, like, blowing them up and testing them and cleaning them, making sure everything's good. And I said, is there ever a time, like, even at Three Acres Food Truck Park, like, where you have land, just set up all 30 and let it go. He was like, he's like, no. You know what that would take. That's what he was saying. I mean, there's a giant parking lot right out here. You know what I'm saying? All 30. Put them all. He may have had a nightmare you put that in his head. So I need somebody to call him and, and try and make that happen so he can be well, like. We'll get, we'll get President mm. uh, Lion Lucy because she's very good at. <laughs> not getting the word no so uh, maybe she can make that happen yeah so so what i've noticed so far y'all do a lot of stuff you know uh with and for the veterans mm-hmm. and then also y'all also like to focus on like on health yeah. like you said with that with the health fair <laughs> yeah and it you know it's it's the health fair but also to reach out to to the outlying communities that that maybe are a little bit more underserved you know <clears throat> um, that don't know. know about the resources that are yeah, there for them. Exactly. Or yeah. how to get a hold of them. Yeah. I mean, the the Angleton, that the ER that we toured, Dr. Kudrath gave us a tour. And, you know, he had so much available in, in his facility for the community that I was, you know, we had. I think that I think it's great for people to come out and, and find out about it. Yeah. The Angleton Danbury uh, Hospital. Yes. That's the is it. Is that the, still the name or did they change the name? Over um, I'm not sure but his his facility is actually more of an urgent care that okay i got you from that so okay yeah yeah angleton's a small town but it's a it's a good place i'm not sure how much has changed i try Mm -hmm. and get down there uh my grandma well my my grandfather he still lives there but my grandma she had went through some health stuff and she had moved in with my parents over here and uh but yeah, Angleton is a it's a good small. Sounds small like October fifth is a good day for you to get back to your roots. It is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I know people that are that are still there. And Dan, have y'all? Did y'all manage to go through Danbury? It's Not like yet, a very but I have a friend town. that lives I have in Danbury. Through it. I have a friend that, that just moved to Danbury recently. So okay, yeah, hopefully she can come out and yeah. support us as well. Yeah, you don't move to Danbury like on accident. That's like you have to be very strategic <laughs> and purposeful about it. Like you want to have cows, most likely, <laughs> yes. type of thing, or like yeah. have a country off the mm-hmm. grid. Like I'm gonna maybe go to the dollar store if I want to grab something, type thing. <laughs> but it's so close. Like all those, t- yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. So that's uh, we'd love to come back on and talk to you about that when it gets a little bit closer. Sure. Okay, so right now it's 940. This is KHEARadio.com, 99.5 FM. I'm Gardy, and I'm talking to the Houston Lady Lions about everything that they have uh, you know, going on right now. There's an event tomorrow. If you want to go out and show off your sandcastle skills or maybe just knock people's over, <laughs> um, then this is an event for you. Can you let them know, like, how can they find you guys once they're out there? So we, well, the Sandcastle competition is all the way on 
the East End. Um, so we will be a little bit more the other direction, not to, you know, really intrude, but still be like, hey, we're, we're here too. So we will be in front of Flip Flops, which is, um, I think it's ninth in the seawall. It's a new restaurant that um, is out over the sand and stuff, and they have uh, volleyball courts, and their Wi-Fi is important to most people, I guess, <laughs> goes all the way to the water, you know, so wow. they have good food and drinks, and, you know, it's just a fun place. You can so we will be in front of flip flops. Wi Fi all the way to the water, like yes, the ocean. They made sure they made sure their Wi Fi yeah. reaches so all the way. The address to Flip Flops uh, Grill is seven thirty one Seawall Boulevard, Galveston, Texas. Okay. Awesome. And that's where they should look for you guys at. Yes. yes. Absolutely. We will be out there. It's yeah. gonna be man, it's been a nice a nice summer. There was like my social media feed blowing up with pictures of Galveston. Like the water, it looks yeah. so nice mm-hmm. and and then the um the traffic may be followed, but <laughs> yeah. it's worth it. Like once you get down there and, you know, go spend the day down there. It's, well, the sand it's capsule awesome. competition is a big thing. I mean, so yeah. they actually start out there at like six in the morning. We, however, will not be there at six in the morning. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it gets really busy down there whenever they have the sand castle competition. I can't even, I need to look this up so I can see the pictures. Cause if they're well, having like architecture are, people. Yeah, they're actually really amazing. My brother actually, um, is, works for an architect firm um, for WHR, and they do it um, almost every year, and they have, you know, a team that will be down there. But, yeah, some of their stuff is, like, insane. So I guess that's why they want you to be a part of some type of design, engineering, you know, I think they were just intimidated. I think they were intimidated by what we could possibly do. (laughs) That is true. They didn't want anybody to get... Embarrassed, like the like yeah. these architecture firms are are out there, and our sand castle is going to be amazing. Yeah, lady lines show up and <clears throat> knock out like a I don't know, like a castle with like what is y'all's going to look like? Do y'all have a plan? Um, we, it will be veteran centered, so we have a couple of different things that we're figuring out. Like I said, we don't have to go by the rules anymore, so we can actually bring th- bring things to help build the stuff. But um, <laughs> we just want to recognize every branch of the military. Um, and then, you know, serve also and uh, PTSD and, you know, veteran suicide is very uh, important to us, too. So we want to touch on that because um, it is kind of a, a sullen uh, topic, but it, you know, needs to be talked about. So we want to. Yeah. You know, last time y'all are in, y'all touched on, you know, helping getting that, I believe it was a World War Two veteran mm-hmm. back into the house. Yeah. So is he in the house? Like, how did that go? It went great. Yes, he is back in the house. And where was he at? And, you know, and then kind of share and walk walk me through, you know, the, the, the role y'all played to be able to make that happen. Oh, we had a, when we like unveiled the house to him, we had this big thing um, out front. Um, we had all these people come, you know, he, his daughter um, and son-in-law, you know, they brought him and just the look on his face and he was just so like, thankful you know he literally told me you know i've been through hell and back a couple of times and i'm just so thankful you know to everybody who's done this and he just wanted to be in his chair oh i'm gonna cry he just wanted to be in his chair watching his tv you know um wearing his hat talking about you know general Patton. like that's all he wanted and he's just he's he's happy he's good the house looks great um it was a lot of work, but you know, a lot of love went into that, mm-hmm. into that rebuild for sure. Was that in San Leon? I'm trying to remember where it was. Um, Baycliff. Baycliff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. 
And Gordy Street. Gordy wrote Gordy, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Gordy Street. I've passed that one before. I've never met, you know, Mr. Gordy, but I've heard <laughs> heard some stuff. But you have to be doing some pretty cool things to have a street named after you, right? Right. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I used to be a locator, like a line locator. Uh, I was an uh, AT&T contractor mm-hmm. before I worked for AT&T, before I started working here. And uh, I had a locate called in and it was for gordy street and it was like mr gordy's number and i was like sweet like he's a real person <laughs> i'm gonna call him up and be like hey I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out you know you're doing something on your street over here you're gonna build something what can i you know what can i do so i, t- I got to talk to him and i'm like this is gardy so it's, it's always <laughs> i felt a connection he probably thought you were yeah. mispronouncing his name he's like no no yeah. <laughs> mine's just like yours kind and of. people sometimes just call me gordy <clears throat> just because they think that that's what it is but it's all good. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. Andrea and Deborah, um, you know, with the Houston Lady Lines, that those are pretty straightforward names. People probably don't mess them up too often, or do they? Uh, I get Andrea, Andrea, yes. things like that. And then maybe so. Every now and then I correct people, but I'm always like, and, and, I and, her name and, and her last name in the beginning. Call her Thompson. What I is your know. last name? Thomas. Thomas. It's real simple. Andrea Thomas. It's quite uh, generic, but yeah. Um, <laughs> she wouldn't change it. I don't know. So I, I mean, so I, I just go, okay, whatever. I'm Thompson, gonna answer. I'm gonna answer. Thompson. I do works. get that sometimes. I'm like, but there's not a P. Like I don't understand. Like when you're looking at, it, there's no P. Yeah, and you no. pro- you probably talk to. Oh well, both of y'all. I'm sure talk to a lot of people, especially being in you know your your full time jobs and then meeting so many different people doing mm-hmm. you know service work. But it's always a weird thing to try and correct someone about your name, and it's just like. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah, what's up? I usually let it go for a little bit. And then I'm like, well, once I get to know him better, I'm like, so it's and, and, Andrea, and. Yeah. That's what I always tell them, and. But what if it gets to be too long, like too oh, far? No. no, you're just like, okay, it's like two years and I, I, <laughs> I never want to tell you. And it's like, why didn't you correct me day one? That's a great question. I don't, I don't know why. That yeah. would have been easy too. Yeah. Good idea. Maybe next time. <laughs> Next person. So uh, we're we're running out of time, but can you share, you know, the Houston Lady Lines again, you know, some of the things that the vision behind the group, um, how somebody can get involved and at least follow what you guys are doing and, and support? Yeah. Uh, well, I, one thing I did want to give out information on is um, if anyone wants to reach out to serve, because that's one of the ways that we operate as a veteran um, sends in their story, their issue, their problem to this email address, and then that goes to the entire um, group, and that is info at setexasheroes.com. And do you have to be, you don't have to be a member of the Houston Lady Lines to be participating with SERV, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. To come to those meetings, you do have to be invited also. You have to be asked to come to it. Well, because Yay. we talk, because, well, because we talk about very, you know, sensitive things, sure. you know, especially dealing with veterans and stuff like that. Okay, so, um, that makes because sense. Because we do yeah. discuss, um, you know, what's going on and things like that. So you don't want just some random person or someone who's trying to come into either organization for their own benefits or purposes, or try to scoop a story or something along those lines. So. Um, that makes sense. When you say it that way, I was just like, yeah. what meeting can I go to? Is there one that, that I can't attend? You can totally come to a serve meeting. Yes, okay. you can. Yes. I'm, I'm invited. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. It, it's an amazing group. And our very first meeting, uh, President Lucy and I, when we went, it was just like, we need to be and part of it. we feed you? Group. I mean, it's great. Yes. You know, I mean, it might, you know, also because at uh, ACU of Texas, they have, what is it, Vinyl Drought Radio? Vinyl Drought, so, yeah. Yeah, so Jay Capic is also, is actually the um, one of the founding members 
of um of serve okay cool so, that's awesome yes yeah, how how can you find serve? Because I feel like <laughs> if you s- just type in serve, it's so maybe difficult. So literally, if you go to um, ACU of Texas, if you go to their website, I literally, when I try to find it, I just type in ACU of Texas, and then I type in serve, and like it'll pop up on Google. And um, but yeah, that's awesome. pretty much how I do they, it. They do have a Facebook page, and I, I I try and tag them in in things, and I just do at serve, and it's starts to pop up now but oh, does it? Okay. i don't think they're very active in posting stuff and no that's something know. we're working on is yeah. trying to get more um public i guess and more out there more on social media more but the lady lines will definitely be uh you know kind of helping pointing people more towards the serve website so they can you know if they know of a veteran that's in need they can reach out to serve. i'm actually the director of social media for the houston lady lions although it hasn't been yet set up quite yet so um yes you'll see a you. lot more posts coming. oh yeah don't be a, just wait for it yeah <laughs> social media is a, is a great tool you know you can use and mm-hmm. i love whenever it's used for sharing positivity you know good stories and opportunities mm-hmm. to serve opportunities to give back there's a lot of negativity in the world and we see it daily mm-hmm. maybe even you know every 30 Too minutes much. something jammed down your throat and yeah. i love what you guys are doing and how y'all are, you know, focusing on veterans. And I know there's a lot of people and veterans and, and you know, myself included. I'm not a veteran, but myself appreciating, you know, what you guys are, are doing and continue to do. Thank so. you. We appreciate it. Are there any of the ladies that are in the group, you know, they're veterans as well? Uh, yes. we, have a, <clears throat> we have a couple. Um, and we have, uh, is it three three new members that are veterans? Yes, I think so. That's awesome. Is, is there Valerie, anything? Maggie, and Tanoa? Yes. Maggie Peterson, Air Force, uh, Tanoa Bond, Army, and Valerie James, Army. So we're so excited having them uh, as part of our group and look forward to, like I said, championing their organizations that they're passionate about. All right. Is there anything else y'all would like to share while y'all are here today? Just go to the Houston Lady Lions Facebook page. We're going to be posting information on the Sandcastle competition, the, uh, the health fair, and the Sweat for a Vet coming up. So please uh, go to the Facebook page so you can stay updated on all our things that are coming up. All right. Thank you guys so much Thanks. for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. All right. Facebook, Channel 46. We're going to keep it going. This is some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that um, – you get to see. So we're just hanging out, and, and thank you to the Houston Lady Lines for, for hanging out as well. Make sure you go check them out on social media. Check out Serve. You know, coming up next, we're going to have Texas Representative Mays Middleton in studio talking about how you can get involved, what's going on in, in the climate, what's going on in Texas specifically, and how we can, you know, make a difference. And I think being involved and knowing what's going on is probably the most important, most important thing. Yeah. So. There's a lot of stuff that I realize, like, oh, that's how that works, you know, now. So we'll have an opportunity to ask him uh, questions directly. And, you know, what um, what's going on, like, in, in our area? So I mean, the Lady Lions, just re- recently, just like a month ago, we went in at the homeless downtown, and it's the first time we've ever done that. And mm-hmm. we look forward to going back again because it was just uh, it was very humbling. It is. And, um, you know, I've, I've never done that personally myself before, but – to be there and, and I wore my sash and they recognized the lion logo and you know I just was there greeting everyone as they came in with a smile and you know 
That's awesome. Wishing them a blessed day. Yeah, it's there's a lot of people down there. And if you ever feel that like inside, like, I wonder if I should do that. The answer is yes, because that's that's like put there for a reason. You know, I feel like, you know, myself, you're just born selfish. Like you're always looking out for number one. Like, I, you know, I have kids and I love my kids, but it's always like mine, you know, mine. <laughs> yeah. and so if you ever exactly. get that feeling like, I wonder if I should go and, and give back or donate to this cause or help that person if I'm in a position to, the answer is yes, because that's not, you know, natural for something like that to happen. That's put there for a reason. And mm-hmm. you're just looking out for, you know, your brothers and sisters and, and your, your family and friends. And that's somebody's friends. A lot of veterans, there's a lot of homeless veterans and yes. just doing what you can. So. Absolutely. Again, I think know. it's a good thing for people to see like you it's easier to want to um, kind of like shut it off because you know that that's a hard thing like it and it's heartbreaking whether you're a giving person or not it's heartbreaking to see that stuff so a lot of people just you know turn a blind eye to it um, and I mean you should just even if you can't physically like you don't want to be around that like you there's a way you don't do know something. like I mean you can just observe and just see you know and sure what people go through and then all of a sudden the things in your life are not as bad at all mm-hmm. I agree. at all all right well uh thank you guys and reach out to me if there's ever anything else that i can do oh we will to help <laughs> so uh, now i'll talk to y'all soon all right, all right. thank you so right, much Ooh, my hang tight guys my we're gonna do a, the old switcheroo and bring in mr mays middleton <laughs> It was about to be a problem. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, stretch it yeah. out. Stretch it out. When you start to get that. Oh, now I got to go to work. <laughs> it's over. Whatever. I love my job. That's a lot of fun. What's up, guys? <laughs> we're probably wondering, like, what's going on? Now we're doing a switcheroo, and I'm making sure that we get our uh, our our new guest in. He has Texas Representative Mays Middleton. I met Mays Middleton whenever uh, we were doing stuff here at Abundant Life after Hurricane Harvey, and he came up to to help, you know, and was saying like, "Hey, what can I do to help?" And um, it was it was really cool to see he was not even in, elected into any uh, office at that point. But again, like if you ever feel and, you know, Harvey was different for sure. But, you know, a lot of people stepped up and I mean, it's, you know, it was needed. But there's still like even in time that isn't like a disaster time, you know, like there's still stuff that can be done. Robin, happy Friday to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything that you guys do for us. So I'm going to bring in Mace. So we're on on Facebook Live and we're on Channel 46, you know, on our on our TV here. But we're just not on the FM yet, so we can chat for a bit, and then I'll switch it all on to uh, the FM. But everything, like our mics and everything, okay. we're hot. So how you doing? Good. Thank y'all for having me. It's uh, you can it's pull been this. Been a while since I've been to y'all's campus. I actually, uh, um, came by quite a bit during Harvey because y'all yeah. do so much to help people. And, yeah, uh, it, it was a real operation. Y'all had the, 
the uh, high water trucks pulling in, dropping off supplies and, and people in y'all's gym. And mm-hmm. um, it was amazing to see all y'all did for the community. Man, there was a lot going on, you know, during that time. And so many people, you know, stepped up like ordinary people like, hey, how can I help? Even people from all not even just from Texas, people from I think like even Arizona and people from like all over just came in like just sending supplies, you know, coming in, you know, manpower, everything else. So it was really, it was, it's, you know, hopefully nothing like that ever happens again, but you always need to be prepared. It doesn't. It, uh, yeah. I, Pastor Hallam did a, an awesome job. He, uh, I remember, uh, he got a, like an 18 wheeler load full of sheetrock donated Mm -hmm. and we only had to cover the transportation to get it here, you know, and just things like that, that, that you almost don't think of, you know, but our community really everyone sort of became the help you know i mean we we banded together and frankly uh it was faith-based charities and churches that did the most during harvey Mm -hmm. and that's of course not reported much in the news but uh it should be yeah i agree amazing to see you know so i was i had a a little rundown pep talk with uh well pastor josh that's my brother-in-law josh rudolph that kind of brought you over here and he's an associate pastor here at the church. And then my um, one of my friends, Scott Pearson. Did you have you met him? I don't know if I have. Yet. Okay. No, I don't think so, so he's running around. He's a really bright guy, smart, genius, and he's done a lot. So I was like, okay, I got Texas Representative Mays Middleton coming into studio. I said I need to run down on how the government works. And so he kind of gave. I was like, he's like, okay, here's here's. The, I said, okay, I'm just gonna ask him. So you're the, you're a representative for the state of Texas. Can you kind of break that down? You know, what does right. that job entail? Right. So I'm in the Texas House, and I represent Lamarck, uh, but the district's quite a bit larger than that. So I've got all of Chambers County, which starts over in Winnie, and then I come around and get the southern part of Galveston County, so through Bolivar, and then the whole of Galveston Island, and then you move up, and I've got Lamarck and Texas City and Baycliffe and San Leon and a little bit of Lake City, not a lot, but couple precincts in there and uh one of them was flooded very badly bay ridge Mm -hmm. uh, that was hit really hard yeah harvey and uh so it's a it's a big area it's about 175 uh 180,000 people we'll see in the next census exactly how many but uh it's it's a real blessing to get to represent our community and uh you know i'll tell you the 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 values that um that our state was founded on of a faith, family, and freedom are alive and well in House District 23. So there's so many different people. Like you said, there's probably about 180,000, and you, you know, have to try and fairly, you know, represent these people. And but there's so many different people from different like walks of life, and that that job it's not easy, right? Because you can't please, I mean, you can't please everybody. Well, I knocked on 6,000 doors in my election, and. Uh, and I really did a lot of candidates count, you know, putting a door hanger on the door. No, I actually knocked on the doors and, and waited to make sure people were there, you know. And, and I talked to a lot of people uh, in the election. I'll tell you, we're not nearly as divided as you see in the mainstream media. You know, people would, what you see there is, is they'd like everyone to believe that everyone's fighting all the time. Everyone right. disagrees all the time. But I mean, like in this district, knocking on doors, like, one of the, the things that I heard a lot was we want prayer back in public schools. That's not a Democrat or Republican thing. I mean, that's something we all want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's things like that that you see, you know, when you sit on people's front porches. Of course, the thing you hear the most is property taxes. I mean, that 
think y'all had our tax assessor we Cheryl did. Johnson on here not She's long great. ago, but <laughs> you know, property taxes are rent to the government for your own home. Yeah, that's all it is, and it's gotten out of control. And we did a lot to to help fix that this past session. So that was those were my mar- marching orders. Uh, and thank goodness uh, we got a lot of good reforms done on property taxes this session. The interesting thing about uh, you know Cheryl Johnson when she came in, she was like. I want you to pay less taxes, like her whole delivery and, and the message, like you shouldn't be paying more than you, sh- you know, you're required to pay. Like and a lot of people are. And so she was like, well, this is what you need to do and pay an appropriate amount, a right. fair amount. Right. I, I love it. She and I both believe that government has no money. It's the taxpayer's money. So the best place for your money is in your own pocket. Yeah. You know, and we got to do everything we can to make sure that happens. So, uh, and, and that's really number one, you know, I mean, we, American free enterprise, American dream is is raise family, you know, own a home. And man, if you're being taxed out of your home, you can't own a home anymore. Right. And there are a lot of people in this district that told me, hey, the, the valuations are out of control. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to live here anymore. And these are homes that they raised their families in. Maybe they're, they belong to their parents even. And they can't afford to own it anymore. Wow. And that's sad. And that's wrong, too. And uh, the session, we delivered $5 billion in property tax relief. And one of the biggest problems that we see is the valuation. So mm-hmm. we've all heard a lot of stories in the paper, you know, of this game of, well, you know, we didn't raise your taxes. It's like, well, that's not true because the valuation skyrocketed and the tax rate stayed the same. So your tax bill got bigger, mm. you know. So anytime that bill in your mailbox is bigger, that's tax increase. Gotcha. So we got, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and bring us on the FM now, uh, re- get you reintroduced and and reach our FM audience. So here we go. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. It's 10.02 on a Friday. I'm excited. We have a special guest in studio. We have Texas Representative Mays Middleton hanging out. Good morning. How you doing? Thank you all for having me out today. I'm excited that you're here. You know, I've been really wanting to, to make this happen. I think we had the opportunity to meet for the first time around Hurricane Harvey. We did. We did. And you were here just kind of asking, like, hey, what can I do to help? Just kind of seeing uh, what was going on and, and helping out, which was really, really, uh, you know, refreshing to see. Well, it was amazing to see the community band together. You know, we all, frankly, you know, the, the best way to help each other is for the community to band together. And we did. Mm-hmm. And we became one during Harvey. And it didn't matter what people needed. We were there to help. And I watched, you know, y'all supply lines go through the parking lot here in front of the gym at Abundant Life. And it was amazing to see. And that happened all over Texas, all over the district, too, because it was impacted pretty badly in Chambers County as well. And uh, same thing there, you know, where it was our our churches really provided the most aid to people in need. Yeah. And in that time and we talked about, you know, the mainstream media you know, showing people divided, showing people, you know, bickering. And that was around the, the presidential, you know, election time. I will say that the climate was was crazy, you know, and Harvey, Hurricane Harvey came and, you know, devastated so many in our area and, and in so many different ways. But what happened after reminded everybody, hey, you know, we're all brothers and sisters. We're the same people. We're a community. We're like family. And, and it kind of casted all that stuff to the side and we just kind of were able to rise up and do what what you're supposed to do you know help each other right well don't believe the mainstream media because we're not nearly as divided as they'd like you to tell you you mm-hmm. know so you know i and knocking on those six thousand doors in our community i saw that firsthand 
you know, we, we have the same values. We believe in the same things. It's, it's faith, family, and freedom is what it really comes down to. Yeah. And people want to be able to go out there and raise their family, own a house, you know, not have government take all their money you know, or tax them or regulate their business or, you know, we, we, we need those things. That's, that's America. That's American free enterprise and American values. And those were put into action in Harvey. You know, everybody was out there to help each other. And it was really amazing to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was so proud of our community during that time. And uh, we, we literally, we became the help. We became the help. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, a lot of times you really can't rely on the federal government. And uh, so, and we knew that, you know, we knew that, that they probably weren't going to be there uh, when we needed them to. It's kind of after the fact. It's like, you know, where this is long after we're out of danger Mm-hmm. as when they show up most of the time, unfortunately. But that's okay because Texas and our citizens here were able to step in and help each other. You know. where, where are you originally from? Where'd you grow up? Chambers County. Mm-hmm. So I'm a seventh-generation Texan. Uh, we actually live, My I've got three little boys. You know, i got twins. Connor and Christian are five. Woo. And uh, <laughs> the baby, Matthew, is two. So Macy and I, that's my wife, we're, we're, we're real busy. And, uh, so five and two five-year-olds yes, and a two-year-old. Yes. So Josh, who you just Three met, boys, he has yeah. twin two-year-olds. They're oh, two wow. and a half. And um, I'm not sure how you're – I'm sure they were, you know, great, perfect angels. But I think it's fair, and he would agree that they're like a handful. Like, man, twin twin boys are – that's fun. That's some fun right there. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. We, I mean, we live in the house my great-grandparents built when they got married. Cool. You know, in Wallaceville, so – it uh you know i history is really important to me i uh i see i see it all over um like in the the texas house um i like to talk about uh what i see in the house chamber like um behind the dais is the original battle flag from san jacinto mm-hmm. so april 21st 1836 and that was the flag that flew over the san jacinto battlefield when general sam houston led us to victory and secured our independence Mexico and actually in the front yard of of our house is an oak tree and after that victory they were taking Santa Ana to be tried so they're taking him to the east mm-hmm. and they crossed the Trinity River and camped out in front so basically in the front yard of course the house wasn't there this is 1836 um in front of a tree and that tree is still there it's called the santa Ana oak tree wow so i love to look at that and it reminds me that freedom isn't free you know this is this was fought for this was paid for with great sacrifice i mean people risked everything their life their family their business to make sure that our our state you know which is now at that time it was republican is now the state uh had those values you know of, mm-hmm. of a faith family and freedom so growing up, you know, being from that area, did you always enjoy history? Like even in school, like what did you want to be? Like whenever you grew up, you know, hey, I want to own a business. I want to continue the family business. I want to go into politics. I'm an oil and gas, so uh, I was always drawn to that. My my family has been for a while, so that's exploration production. That's the, the wells side, mm-hmm. mineral management side of the business. But I, I had no idea that, it, you know, politics was not really something I was – paid attention to, but I wasn't right. necessarily interested in. But I did get interested later in after law school. I'm a lawyer as well. Please don't. Please forgive me for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, um, but later on, I saw, you know, I felt like 
uh, a lot of the things that needed to be put into action weren't in our state government. And it, it really just irritated me. And instead of, you know, I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to complain about this. I'm going to do something about it. You know, I'm a run, you know, and, and I did. And, uh, you know, I, I delivered, uh, um, you know, the message to people's front door, you know, yeah. and asked them what they cared about and what was important to them on their front porches. You know, I, I sat on a lot of front porches. And uh, I'll tell you, an aside to that, I, one of the most amazing parts about that is I had a lot of people pray for me at their front door mm-hmm. where they just put their hand on my shoulder and pray as I, right when I knocked on their door, which was amazing because I'll tell you the, the second part of that, as soon as I got to Austin, not one lobbyist ever did that. You know? Yeah. So that's the reminder of, of, you know, how great our community is. Mm-hmm. So as far as like the role that a, that a lobbyist plays, like are there like literally lobbying for laws? Like, hey, my job is to go out there because, you know, like I, I think like you always hear like big tobacco and you hear maybe, you know, there's lobbyists and they're trying to, push the agendas right is that what's going on that's right and you know and running for office i could kind of see that but i didn't really realize it till i got there how bad it really is in austin i mean there are all sorts of lobbyists but the worst of them all are the taxpayer funded lobbyists so they're the ones that take our tax money so essentially 41 million dollars a year of our tax money is diverted to the pockets of austin lobbyists Mm mm-hmm and a lot of time they're advocating against our best interests. So they're fighting against property tax relief. They want your taxes to be higher. They're fighting against property tax reform. They're fighting against bond transparency, which is just a simple honesty of how much do bonds really cost. And sometimes they're even doing things like with the city of Austin, where the city of Austin's lobbyist was helping Planned Parenthood. So the city, up until now, we just passed a law to stop it, was leasing a building to Planned Parenthood for $1 a year. Wow. <laughs> and it was being subsidized by the taxpayers and the taxpayer-funded lobbyists were helping to make sure that continued to happen. And so we banned that this session. Yeah. And and unfortunately, uh, the bill to ban the other practice, which is taxpayer-funded lobbying, I carried that and it was not successful, sadly. Uh, you know, I, the day that that bill was up, the, the house gallery, so the there's the floor and then above it is the the gallery, it was lined with taxpayer-funded lobbyists. And they were waiting because, you know, they're worried about their, their pocketbook, mm-hmm. you know. You know, they're, they're taking money from us, and uh, they were concerned about, about losing that. And when it failed, they cheered, and that was really one of the worst things that I've ever seen. So whenever something like that goes up and it doesn't pass, do you wait, and can you bring it up again, or is there, like, a time limit on that, or is it just like— Well, we well, only meet every other year. We will bring it up again for mm-hmm. sure. I'm not— this, this immoral practice has to end. But we did get a couple things out of that. So after the bill failed, we were able to get a, a couple disclosures done because right now we don't have that. So people just don't know. It's very hard to find out how much of our money is being spent on these lobbyists. So now they've got to disclose that. They did okay. not before. So we got some good disclosures done. And, and I've long believed, you know, that sunshine is the best disinfectant. So we got some sunshine on that now, which is a really good shining thing. light on yeah. it, more transparent. So here's a question comes from our Facebook feed. Uh, where did you go to law school? And then I'm going to follow that up with like, what kind of motivated you to be like, I'm, I want to do that. I went to UT, so I'm a Longhorn. Sorry, all the A&M <laughs> folks out there listening, but I was undergrad in finance and planned to at UT, and then decided to go to law school. You know, my dad was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to UT Law as well. I was always interested in that because I could see 
you know, kind of how it, it helped him in business. And, uh, you know, I, contract law is really important in the oil and gas business. So, you know, I, I had some kind of practical reasons for doing that. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I definitely uh, was not the top of my class, you know, but I really learned a lot from it. And, and I'm, I'm grateful to have had the mm-hmm. opportunity to go. Cool. Did you practice? I have my law license active, but I've only practiced for myself. So. Yeah, it just makes sense, like especially in, in business and like you said, the, the contract stuff. So in school, I took one law class and it was it was very challenging. And I, if my wife is listening, she knows because it was it was challenging. It was a, a copyright and like, a, you know, a class like that. And that's that's all I focused on. And I'm like, OK, this is like one baby aspect, like just a peek into like one class of what laws. And out of like that semester, that was like the lowest of the grades I had. It was a B, but still, I was like, I want more. I was like, I, I want, I could be a lawyer. I could be a lawyer. Probably not. Actually, Crystal, who just walked by, she used to be an intern before she was on staff. She's like, Cardi, you're not smart enough to be a lawyer. And I was like, Oh, it's cut steep, but maybe she's right. Well, I don't know. Around the Capitol, you know, we, lawyers have, you know, and probably everywhere else too. We're we're a small step above uh, lobbyists most of the time. So, <laughs> reputation is is not the best for lawyers, but it it depends on what you do with it, you know. And I um, I really I really did enjoy uh, a lot of the classes. Like one of them was constitutional law, and uh, a part of that class was about the Tenth Amendment, which is states' rights. You mm-hmm. know, so. That's been essentially taken away. The courts have essentially legislated from the bench and taken away states' rights, you know, and, and it, that was appalling. And that's something that stuck with me all the way till today, you know. I mean, in, in the legislature, we've got to have our ability, you know, states are the ones that form the federal government, mm-hmm. right? And that now it's kind of kind the of opposite. Now. Yeah, it's the opposite now where we're told what to do by them. You know, they, the federal government is a creation of the states. And I wish they could turn over everything to the state of Texas. It'd, we'd be a whole lot better off if we could run everything, all the federal government programs ourselves here in Texas and get to set the parameters and how they work. And we don't, unfortunately, because the 10th Amendment has been eroded away. And that's one of the things that I saw in law school that, that, that was very upsetting. You know? How do you get that back? How does the state of Texas get that back? Well, partly we're going to have to do it through D.C. Um, there are a number of ways to do that. Unfortunately, I haven't really seen the fortitude mm-hmm. from our Congress to do that. Uh, they're going to have to turn things back over to us. Yeah. Uh, and they really have not done that so far, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, we have some. Ab- we have plenty of advocates wanting to do that, uh, like I know Congressman Weber does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's, he's outnumbered up there. You know, it's kind of like my uh, – 18 votes short, you know, in taxpayer-funded lobbying. We got to keep fighting for it and think of creative ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel like that's what it takes now just to be successful, not even just, in, you know, in, in politics or getting stuff, but like getting your, your point across or like in business, you just got to figure out a creative way to get it done, especially when there's a lot of people against you. Um, wow. So right right now it is 1016. We're talking to Mays Middleton, Texas Representative Mays Middleton, Right here on 99.5 FM. We're also broadcasting live on our Facebook stream and on channel 46.2. So if you have any questions, you're watching on Facebook, feel free to ask. If you have any questions, maybe you want to text in 346-704-1806. So you've been in this role, 
I think was it 2018 was the official going in? The primary was in 2018, so I I won in March of 2018, and then the general was in in that November, and I won that, and we officially official was in January of of actually this year, so Mm -hmm. 2019. So I've been in there long, uh, but uh, it's been an incredible honor and privilege to get to represent the true owners of this seat, which is a body and house district 23, and Mm -hmm. I'm just here temporarily you know and, and i'm representing you and mm. you own it and uh it it a lot of the things in austin have really um there's a lot of good things that i see you know like especially in our history uh like when you walk in the capital galveston is on the floor because galveston was the temporary capital during the 1835-36 period during the texas revolution we played a really important role mm-hmm. so we helped fight for that independence and that freedom and liberty. And then like in the house chamber too, the, the desks are original. They're all 1880s when wow. the Capitol was built, but there's a Bible that stays with the desk and it's in the right hand drawer, right under the voting machine. And every member, it just says the desk number on the front of the Bible, no names, but you get, as a member, you get to write your favorite passage in there. And it, you know, that's our reminder of the faith and family uh, that we need to put into action, you know, because it's literally right underneath the voting machine. And mine is Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 that I wrote in there. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it's by grace we're saved through faith. That's awesome. And it's not from ourselves. Yeah. It's a gift from God. You know, going into this this year in this role, could you can you ever be fully prepared to take on a, a job in a position like this? You know, I think so. You really can. Uh, but you have to be willing to not be liked or loved by everybody. That's a real problem in Austin is is you have a lot of what I would call gold pin and title guys. Mm-hmm. Where they go up there and they have the gold pin and title. And when you're fighting for something, you're not going to be loved by everyone. You know, you're going to make a lot of people upset. But that's the whole point. you got to go up there and fight for your values. And put them into action, you know, and there are going to be a lot of people unhappy with that because it's not the status quo. But but for me, the status quo is is failure, period. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't continue on the path that we're on for our state and our country because when, when bad things are happening or things you may not agree with or believe in are happening and you take a step back and do nothing, that's the same as believing in the bad thing to begin with. Yeah. Because it's still going to happen. You kind of allow it to happen. So you have to... You have to fight back, you know. You know, one of the the most interesting things I think about your, you know, like it wasn't even your campaign. It was somebody else's. The only piece of mail I've ever gotten that was like I what I'll call like a smear campaign was against you. Like it showed up to my house in my mailbox. And I was like, I said, I've never in on, on a level like like the state like this received anything. And I thought that that was that was nuts. And I had obviously it was after Harvey. I had met you, shook your hand and you were, you know, a great help down here. And I was like, you know, straight in the trash. You know, that's like a wasted money. Like, I I know this this person and like, I don't know the way I live my life. You know, I don't you know, that's not the way you really, you know, that I want my reputation to be like just talking bad. So to push myself up. Right. 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 And we definitely. (laughs) In my campaign, we did not go down that path. We stuck to what I believed in and what I'd like to accomplish in Austin and not that someone else is not good. You know, stick to what you want to do and what you want to do for this district and what you'd like changed and what policies you'd like to see implemented. And it was very policy focused and and conservative policy focused. 
And it's unfortunate when people go into the, the battle of personalities, right? It's a, they make it about personality, and, and it's, it's never a good thing when you go down that route. Yeah, I'm not even sure it was. Gotta, it was just gotta crazy. Got to stick to principle. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, for, for next year, what do you see happening, you know, here here in Texas? What's what's the goals and the plans for next year? Well, number one, obviously, is is keep the Texas House and Senate red. You know, we got to do that. So we got redistricting next session, uh, and that's once every 10 years. So the census is coming up. Uh, redistricting will be the 2021 session. So we go back in session in, in January of 2021, God willing. Uh, and, um, you know, there are a lot of things that we've got on the table. You know, we passed a big school finance bill this session. We're going to have to plan for that moving forward. Uh, obviously, I'd love to to pass the ban on on taxpayer-funded lobbying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to look at the heartbeat bill again. That was a great bill. Uh, it unfortunately didn't make it this past session. And that's, you know, protecting life from the moment you can detect a heartbeat. Okay. We did pass the bill, like I, I mentioned earlier, uh, Senate Bill 22, fortunately, which stopped cities and counties from subsidizing abortion-related services. Uh, property taxes, those are always going to be back on the table. So there are a lot of things that we need to address next session. So. It, uh, it, it's going to be a big agenda. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned, did you mention education? And what, what specifically, like, what are we trying to do? So this session, I guess we should go back and mm-hmm. back up a second on what we did this session. So uh, the school finance formulas have been broken for years. You know, we've known that and nothing's ever really been done about it. I mean, literally the last time the legislature looked at the school finance formulas was in the early 90s. Wow. And unfortunately, that's when they also passed Robin Hood, which is, you know, a redistribution of wealth scheme. And that's where wealthier school districts, property value wealthier school districts have to send their money to the state. Well, the problem with that is, is you have school districts like La Jolla ISD that bought two 18-hole golf courses and built a water park with the money they received from Robin Hood. You know, so we (laughs) cut, yeah, it's really, it's not good. Uh, So there are a lot of really bad examples. So we cut Robin Hood 50% this session, which was a huge step forward. It's really never been addressed. We also increased the basic allotment for the classroom and made it, it's made it more simple. Basically the formula was far too complicated. The school finance formula was, and we simplified it tremendously and consolidated it down to an increased per student allotment. Uh, We also added money to the classroom, which is really where it should be spent Mm -hmm. this past session. Oh, and we added some other things that like teach retirement system that were important. You know, the state has shorted our retired teachers for years. Uh, and it was like a 99 year amortization rate for TRS, which Here. is almost, you know, I mean, you're getting close to infinity. Once you hit 99 years, it's not long before you're, you're hitting infinity. And uh, we dramatically increased the state share this past session to make it financially sound moving forward here's a question on the facebook stream did they at least teach the kids to golf on those golf courses and whatever else they built you know it's funny (laughs) they the this i think the school district there said it improved academic outcomes i'm like (laughs) how does a golf course in a water park improve academic outcomes you know yeah and that's just wrong that 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 our money you know i mean texas city's uh recapture school district, mm-hmm. you know, which covers Lamarck now, and then Galveston ISD is, and then Barbers Hill is as well in my district, and we're sending money for that, you know, and it's not going yeah. to the classroom to teach students. I mean, that's 
that's really crazy. It, yeah. It's not right. It's it's just fundamentally wrong, and that's why we had to really redo the school finance formulas this session mm-hmm. and make them more equitable and get it, help get rid of things like Robinhood. And again, it's you know we cut it fifty percent. I want it gone. I want Robinhood gone, eliminated. So that's going to be on the agenda again next session. We're going to have to look at that. And that would keep the money in the school district in in the school district that comes it from would the, keep the taxes it in our community. Okay. And so we did $5 billion in school property tax relief. I guess this kind of leads into it because it's all related, mm-hmm. property taxes and school finance. We also did a 2.5% hard cap on your school tax, MO taxes. So that's the biggest portion of your tax bill is your school MO taxes. And what that means is your valuations plus your tax rate. So it includes valuation. So that game of skyrocketing valuations and saying we didn't raise your taxes it ends that. And it says valuations plus tax rate cannot exceed 2.5% growth per year. And what that means is the state share has to increase, which is what we've been wanting all along. And when you put that that 2.5% lid or cap on the local property taxpayer share, so you're limiting you know, the, the increase, you're basically limiting what you have to pay locally mm-hmm. and increasing what the state has to pay. So that will help increase the state share for public education. It will also help decrease Robin Hood and keep your taxes lower in the long run. Here's a question. So I went to a Bundle Life Christian school. That's where, where I graduated. So it's it's a private school. You know, it's a great school, but you know, in the you know, we talked about Texas City ISD taking over Lamarck ISD and it's you know, it's been a great option for a lot of people, but some people can't afford it. You know, the the church here subsidizes so much pretty much you know finances to make sure that we're able to have you know great teachers and the kids are can can have a building and all that um this is a question said would there ever be anything like forward motion for school finance for private for private schools just to give an option for for people in a district where they want to look at something else you know nobody knows a child better than their own parent and that's why i think we should have something there where the money follows the child you know, there are a lot of reasons. Like last session, we looked at that for special needs kids. And it was only a $50 million pilot program, and it, and it got shot down. And, and that was really unfortunate to see. Because all we're saying is, look, the money should follow these children, and nobody knows better what's best for their child than the parents. Mm-hmm. Let's let that happen. And I've never really understood why the, the opposition is so much, because the way we had it structured last session it actually didn't take away any money from public schools. It actually increased their per capita funding. That was Senator Taylor's bill, and it was a portion of what would have been spent, not all of it, but what w- a portion of what would have been spent on your child that the parents got to take portably to somewhere like Abundant Life. you know. And unfortunately, um, that didn't make it. Yeah. But we got to try again. And that's really all you can do is just you know present it, and, and then it just gets voted on, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm a I'm a big believer. Look, we we have a big state. We got 5.4 million kids in public school, uh, and believe it or not, we have about a hundred thousand more kids that are homeschooled than wow. in private school right now. We need all options on the table, so we shouldn't be doing things like taking tools off the table. So when you're taking away charter schools, you're taking away the option of money following the child and parents getting to decide. That's not right. We need all these options on the table because there's no way we can we can craft a system that works 100% for 100% of the kids. Just can't do that. Government will never be able to do that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we can do really well and do better. Like this session, we made a lot of strides to do better and improve our public education system, but we're never going to be able to do it where it's perfect for every child. Right. There's yeah. There's a school in uh, in Dickinson. I think they might be moving to Santa Fe, but it's the Children's Oasis uh, Education Program, and it focuses on on children who are on the spectrum. And and there's so many parents that you know they're like doing whatever they can to make sure that they can pay tuition. You know, and the schools you know they've gotten grants and trying to make it as affordable as possible. But it's um, those specialty schools. You know, they aren't getting you know funding from the from the state, but they uh, they offer and supply such a a great option for parents who like I've tried everything, you know, and, right. and putting them there. So there's a lot of good schools and yeah. education is, is, is our opportunity. That's mm-hmm. our future. That's, that's what we fought for. You know, that, like I talked earlier about the, the Texas revolution, you know, our, our founders wanted opportunity for everybody and education is the best way to do that. And we have schools here like at abundant life. And then even on the Island, we have upward hope Academy. And Upward Hope Academy takes all the dropouts or soon-to-be dropouts from GISD. So these are kids where pretty much 0% would be graduating from high fall high. They graduate 97%. Mm. We need to be doing more of that. Yeah. We don't need to be stopping things like that. We need to be expanding things like that. Yeah. Right now it's 1029. This is KHEARadio.com, 99.5 FM. You can always download the KHEA Radio app, and you can stream us from Anywhere in the world, you just need some uh, some internet connection, or you can check out our Facebook or on channel 46.2. Um, right now, we're talking to Texas Representative Mays Middleton about, you know, I guess the current climate of of the state of Texas and, you know, where we see it going forward. So this role, you took it in at the beginning of this year, right, 2019. Uh, I was looking at some stuff. And how long is it? Is it, two, is it a two-year term? It's a two-year term. So the legislature is in session every other year in Texas. So we're part, part-time. We're a citizen legislature. And that's we got to keep it that way. We cannot become like Washington, D.C., where we're full-time politicians. I would never support that. We can never allow that to happen because the joke is whenever the legislature goes out of session, which we did on May 27th, your life, liberty, and property are now safe. <laughs> so, so we go back in January of 2021. And uh, the whole point of that, you know, was really good by our founders. They said, we all need to go home and you got to have a real job and spend time with your family and in your community. And it doesn't work like that in a lot of states. And it sure doesn't work like that in D.C. They're there all the time. And I'm not really seeing what they're doing, honestly. You know, not much. You know, know, so, so Texas legislatures every other year. And I think that also allows us to, to kind of better plan because it gives in the, it's called the interim. The period in between is the interim. Mm-hmm. And it allows us to kind of take a step back, see uh, what we, we did and didn't do in session and kind of think about, uh, really think about what we wanted to accomplish the next session. And, and it, there, I think it allows more planning, basically. Yeah. And you get to talk to people and, and interact and, and get a good feel for what people are saying and wanting and, and pushing right, for. Right. You you talk to the real owners of your district, you know, and that's why it's set up like that. You go home and and sit on the front porches, people that, that own the house district. You know, they are the owners. Taxpayers are the owners of this district mm-hmm. and what they care about and the issues that are important to them. And uh, then you go back and, and hopefully get those put into action passed. Yeah. Do you plan to run again? I, you know, I do. I, we're, we're having a uh, meet and greet event here uh, soon with Constable Jimmy Fullen uh, on the 29th at Fisherman's Wharf. 
uh, it's at 530 is when it starts and everybody's welcome to come and we'd love to see everybody there uh, it's been uh, it's been an honor and a privilege to get to represent House District 23 and Chambers and Galveston counties if anybody has any um, like any message or they want to get a hold of you or your office or send an email or a message on social media what's the best way for them to, to do that you can send me an email to Mays, M-A-Y-S, at maysmiddleton.com, or you can call my cell phone at 409-443-7713. I, I, I put that on every single piece of literature or card or anything I handed out during the campaign. So I think that's important that people are able to call me directly. You know, that is and cool. I sure don't need any taxpayer-funded lobbyists as the middleman. You know? <laughs> sure. Is there anything else you'd like to share while you're here today? Maybe that we didn't have a chance to touch on or we I did. You want to just reiterate? thank y'all for, for having me here today. And thank you for allowing me to, to represent our community's values in Austin, you know, above the, you know, I talked about earlier, the Bible and the desk. And, uh, you know, I, I see that every day when I'm voting and I see the, the battle flag of San Jacinto every day, right behind the house dice when I'm voting. And then the last and most important, above all of that, it says, in God we trust, in gold letters above the house dais. And that's in the highest position on the house dais for a reason, because it's the most important thing. And I think of that every time that I'm voting as well and, and make mm-hmm. sure that those values represented in that flag and the Bible and in God we trust above the house dais are put into action. Awesome. Well, thank you for making time and hanging out this morning. Thank you. Appreciate it. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM.